we've always been fire, the refiner. Altars where you meet us. Take me there, take me there. What you need is just an offering. It's right here, my life is here, and I'll be a living sacrifice for you. You're a fire, the refiner. I want to be. I want to be
Praise the Lord, everybody. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Glory to God. Father, we thank you, Lord Jesus. We also thank each and every one of you for coming out this morning. We thank our online viewers for joining us this morning. We pray that you would just worship with us. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on and stand in the house of the Lord. There is joy in this house. There is joy in the house of the Lord. There is joy in the house of the Lord. There is joy. There is joy. There is a river flowing. Lord, there is joy in the 
anything, God, that you are not liking in us. God, make us a complete offering, a sacrifice that is holy and acceptable in your sight. And we thank you. Let us put our hands together. Let us make a sound. For an offering causes a sound. And let a sound be ushered through Hamilton that will reach the four corners of the earth in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Yeah. 
Worship him like you want him to be here this morning. Hallelujah, Jesus. We exalt your name this morning. We invite you here, Jesus. Just like you were in our first service, Jesus. We pray that you will bless us, Jesus. Pay us a visit again, once again this morning, Jesus. Take your place. One thing I desire, only this I see. Just to dwell, dwell, dwell here forever. This will be my posture, laying at your feet. Oh, just to dwell, dwell, dwell here forever. Dearest Father, closest friend, most beautiful, most beautiful, you are. Dearest Father, 
Oh, 
One look is enough. One look is enough. One look is enough to change everything with just one look. just one look, everything can change with just one look. Hallelujah. My life rescued. My family saved Jesus with just one, with just one look. Oh, Calvary, you looked at me. Oh, Calvary, you looked at me. Oh, Calvary, at me with just one, with just one look. Oh, Calvary, you looked at me, sing. Oh, Calvary, you looked at me. Oh, Calvary, you looked at me with just one, with just one look. Somebody ought to be thanking him this morning. Somebody ought to be praising him this morning. We bless your name, Jesus. Hallelujah, Give the Lord a round of applause this morning. Worship the Lord this morning in the beauty of holiness. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Lord. We love you. Hallelujah. We give you glory and honor. We worship your name this morning, Lord. Hallelujah. Let's just take a few more seconds. Let's just worship the Lord all over the sanctuary. Let's just say something beautiful to the Lord this morning. Lord, we love you. We adore you, Lord God. We give you glory and honor this morning. We thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen, amen. Amen. Come on, everybody. Praise the Lord, everybody. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord, everybody. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen, amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Lord bless you. You may be seated. Amen. Praise God. We want to take this time out to welcome everyone this morning to the house of God this morning. So glad to have everyone in the house of God this morning to praise and to magnify the Lord with us. Amen. Another beautiful day that the Lord has made and we are rejoicing it because he has made us glad. 
you know, I, 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 st I stood over there while the praise and worship was singing this morning. And, you know, th there are so many thoughts going through my mind. Um, the first one is in Revelation when the Bible talks about, um, I am the beginning and the end. In everything that we do in life, Christ must be the beginning and he must be the end. Your, your accomplishment that God allow you to have. Your wealth that God allow you to have. You cannot take that with you when you're gone. When God take you to be with him. God allow you to earn that possession. But at the end of the day, it's not yours. If I should die today and whatever little I have, which is not much, I can't take it with me. It's not going to do any good. I'm going to have to pass it down to my siblings, my family. But you know, in Christ Center Church, these were some of the thoughts going to my mind. Everything that goes on starts with our leader, our pastor. And it ends with our pastor. God has uniquely put us together for such a time as this. We need God to survive. In, in Christ Center Church, we need our pastor to sustain us and to survive if you're with me. Another scripture that came to my mind was in Psalms 27 verse 4 when it said, One thing have I desire of the Lord, and that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord. It didn't say some days. He said, all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord, and to inquire in his temper. We're serving an awesome God this morning. You, you know, there, 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 there's so many more that was going on, but, you know, I just want to say this to say that. Serve the Lord while you can. Don't let a day go by where God is not getting the glory. Everything that we do, as I said before, it's not us. The Bible says we should let our light so shine before men that men will see the good works and glorify the Father which is in heaven. It's not going to glorify us. In everything that we do, at the end of the day, he must get the glory. So let's give the Lord another round of applause this morning. He's really worthy to be praised. Amen. Amen. It's so good to see everyone this morning. Make it out in the house of God this morning. Turn to your neighbor and say, good to see you this morning in the house of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Turn to your heart and neighbor and say, good to see you this morning in the house of God. Hallelujah. Truly God make it possible. You know, you know, looking back on the songs that the praise the singers sing. In fact, so, so this is when a crazy thought that came to my mind this morning. So I looked in the mirror this morning, I was brushing my hair, and I'm seeing all these gray hairs sparking all over, Pastor. I, I, I'm saying, Brother D, if I try to dye it sooner or later, it's going to get gray again. It's, everything changes. <laughs> Listen, we're never going to be the same again. Hallelujah. But listen, 
but you know so another beautiful that I thing that I enjoy is um so um you see God is so uniquely good in what he does um you you can cry in the Lord and rejoice at the same time you know the, the scripture came to me cry out and shout though inhabitants Rejoice in the Lord, I say, always rejoice. So you, you, you can worship the Lord and tears come into your eyes, but it's the tears of joy. And amen. You know what? And the inside has to expose on the outside. Amen. So we've got to let the love of God shine. Listen, love everyone while you can. You know, I mean, time is so short. So, you know, I, was just, I came across a message this morning. We see that a cardiology went to the, to the dentist to get a procedure done. And while he was doing the procedure, he died. Just like that. Think, things happen. We, we don't know. We see each other on a day-to-day basis if the Lord allows us to see. But we don't know what goes on behind this closed door whenever we're, we're not in Christ into church. So love everyone while you can. Make sure you do what you can while you can. Amen. And that has served the Lord. Amen. Everybody say it's offering time. One more time. It's offering time. Amen. Give unto the Lord this morning. Remember, we're trying to raise 1.7 to 2.5 million. Thank you, Sister Stacy. Amen. You're on point there. Amen. Amen. You get in the message. Online congregation, I'm hoping you're blessed this morning. We're hoping that God is blessing you wherever you are this morning. Amen. So we're going to invite you all, if you could stand at this time with us. Amen. Remember, if you're paying online, you can go to www.myccc.faith. You can go to PayPal at Christ Center Church. And for Cash App, you can go to the dollar sign, CCC2711. And if you're in the house of God, you can see Brother Jordan or Sister Patrice. And I'll give you electronic payment. We have two ushers in the front. Amen. Don't forget to make sure you fill out your envelope accordingly. Uh, I think Brother Tom, have the, uh, he has the tithes envelope, and he also has the bill fund. Brother Henry has the building fund or the reach envelope. So fill it out. So, so this is what happened. So I filled out my offering last week. So um, when I filled out my offering, I, I put on the building fund, I put, um, I, I put reach on it. So when the ushers were doing the, the, the envelope, Brother Daryl, uh, I was notified that my contribution is going to building fund and not to reach. So I said, it's all going for the same cause. <laughs> Amen. So, uh, so, so, so I, I, I'm saying, saying this to say that make sure you designate the funds where you need it to go. Amen. Don't forget we have beef patty online congregation. I'm sorry. I don't know if you can get beef patties. If you want to orders, you know, feel free. Amen. We still have beef patties there. Be a blessing to our building fund. And let God bless you. Amen. Bow your heads with us. Father God, we love you. We give you all the glory and all the honor, Lord God. You're great and you're greatly to be praised. There is none like you. There is none to compare. You are the one that is and that is to come. You are a savior, a keeper, a redeemer. We thank you for your blessing, O oh God. We thank you for what you're doing in this hour. As we're about to receive this morning's offering, Lord God, we ask your blessing upon every person, Lord God. Oh God, I pray and ask you, Lord God, that you'll bless them. Increase, oh God, restore unto them that which they have lost, oh God. 
I pray and ask you to keep us and guide us and that we'll continue to serve you with all our hearts, our minds, oh God. We give you glory and all honor as we worship you in this time, Lord God, in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Everybody said amen. Give unto the Lord this morning.
Come on and lift up the name of Jesus. Oh, we love you, Lord. We thank you, oh, great God. Didn't they do such an awesome job? They praised him. They praised him with the instrument. Amen. Let's praise him with a hand clap of praise. Let's praise him by lifting our voice and shout unto him. Oh, hallelujah. Great is the Lord. Greatly to be praised. Jesus, we praise your name. From the rising of the sun to the going down of the same. The name of the Lord. Hallelujah. We have a testimony. Give her the mic because we are online and we want the folks that are um, tuning in virtually to hear this testimony. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Brothers and sisters, praise the Lord. I just, you know, I just want to thank the Lord publicly. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times we, 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 we go to him and we thank him in our closet. Let her, let, her, let her do whatever she wants. Go ahead, sister. Okay. Come in. A lot Sorry. of times we, we thank him in our closet. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I really need to thank him before the saints. Uh-huh. I really need to, to let him know that I thank him. Uh-huh. I just need to let him know. That's all that right. I, I appreciate him. Tell him. I appreciate him. Tell him. He's good. He's a way maker. Mm-hmm. He, he keeps his promise. He keeps yes. his promise. I want you to know that I appreciate and I thank him. And I, I, I thank him for working miracles. Mm-hmm. Working miracles. You know, you know, things happen. And then he makes promises. And then we think it's not going to happen. But but he comes through. He comes through with his promises. And he, he helps. He, I mean, he stays true to his word. Yes. And I, I, want, I want him to help me. You know, I've asked him to help me along the way to, to strengthen my faith. To strengthen my faith, to know when he says he's going to do something, for me to believe that he's going to do it, despite what what the what the um, the circumstances may look like. Come on, he says he's going to do it, and, and and he's done it. Yes, you know, and and it's it's a long project and it's a long circumstances and it's personal circumstances, but it, it's helped me. Right, it's been so long. I've been working on this project for years. Years over five years, and you think it's not gonna get done, and you don't see no way. And he's come through, and he's helped, and 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 and, and he says he's gonna help you, and not just help you. And then he turned around and gave you more abundantly, more more than what you asked for. He will give you not just what you asked for, but more than what you asked for. And 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 I'm grateful, and I'm thankful, and I want him to know Amen. that. You know, it's just—it's not just in, in private that I thank him. But I want him to know that, you know, in front of everyone, for other people to 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 realize that yes, he will do what he says he Amen. will do. And I just want us to um stand stand to the faith and no, don't give up and know that it will happen. And I just want to really, really what I'm doing, I just wanted to thank him in front of everyone. Amen. In Jesus' name, Amen. I pray. And I thank you. Amen. Amen. Just to help some of you, because I believe that it needs to be said to help some of you. You probably heard little um, dribs and drabs of that testimony that I've shared with you. And I didn't want to say a name, 
um, because I, you know, whatever you share with me in private, it stays in private. But um, since she has um, brought it up, um, over five years ago, um, something happened to her home and the township. She have a beautiful home, and and something happened, and her house was considered. Um, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Condemned. And she couldn't live in it anymore. This is over five years ago. Um, it really got bad. And so she is paying, making mortgage payment in a house that she could not live in for a long time. And eventually um, we talked about it and she showed me the house. And when she showed me the house, her question was, should I sell it or should I try to get it fixed up? Because, you know, there are people that want to get it, you know, they would buy it and fix it up and they would make a ton. And I knew if they want to buy it, they're good to go. I don't care what it looks like. So I said to her, no, fix it up. Now, I knew I was in a spirit telling her fix it up because what I was looking at, that didn't look like fix it up. That looked like get rid of it. Her children told her to get rid of it. Mom, get rid of it. This is just a mess. And so over the past two years, she had went to get it fixed up. She was trying to get contractors, and eventually she got the right contractor. She didn't have the money to get it fixed up and all kind of stuff. And this contractor came to her and told her, I spoke to my wife. Me and my wife had a discussion, and I want to let you know the Lord told us to help you. Contractor. She was trying to go through the bank to get the loan to fix up the house because it, if something is condemned, you know how much money that costs to get it back on track. She was trying to get to the bank. The contractor was the one that says, I got that part. He made sure the whole loan through the bank was done and everything. He worked on the house and worked on the house and finished the house. She had a second floor in her house that was open like an attic that she just never used. It was an attic. When this dude got finished with her house, the whole attic became a whole second floor. The house just became something that you thought came out of a magazine. And if you go and look at her house right now, it's the best house on the street. Before that house was fixed, she would go and sit on her porch, condemn it all. Man, God, I'm, I, I'm telling you, this story moved me so much. She would go home from church, from this church. She would go and sit on her porch. House ain't functioning, nothing going on. She sat in her chair and just, this is my house. I can't live in it, but this is my house. And she sat on that chair on the porch for many days. She feed the animals that come by or whatever. And she sat there, this is my house. She couldn't live in it, but nothing going on. And when that house got completed, she took me and Brother Scarlett over there to pray in it a couple weeks ago. And it blew me away what the house looked like. I mean, the house looked so, so good. She just got her CO the other day, and she's living in her house. I think before, I forgot how many bedrooms it was before and how many bedrooms it is now. I think she had two bathrooms back then. What do you have now? Four? Four bathrooms? Oh my God. God is a topper, man. You ask him for something and he says, I got you. Trust me, it's going to be more than what you think he got you. He will never just do what you can imagine. He will do exceeding and abundant and above whatever we can ask or think. 
But the Lord wanted me to share something with her in all of her testimony. I said, Sister Yvonne, you notice that all of while this great miracle took place, she's been in she's been a Christian for a very long time. She's been in the church a very long time. But I believe, and she can tell me if I'm wrong. I told her she never corrected me, so I'm I'm believing it that it's true. In all her years serving the Lord, the past two to two and a half years was the most faithful she's ever been to God. And God gave her a miracle she could have never, ever imagined. Serve the Lord and be faithful to him. He will, he will exceed your expectation of what you think he will do for you. I am so happy for her. I rejoice with her. I told her I want to buy her a housewarming gift. I'm so psyched up. I said, send me the picture of whatever housewarming gift you want because I'm so happy for her. And I thank God for what he has done in her life. Amen. God is good, church. God is good. And I just appreciate what she said this morning. She knows she thanked God. You know, there are some of the days, church, listen, I, let me tell you, so many days I remember, Sister Covey, you don't even know. I remember one, one day after service, my daughter, I don't know which Sunday it was, my daughter was stuck in the kitchen. You know why she was stuck in the kitchen? Because you was on the kitchen door praying, Lord, touch us. Lord, have you, and you just, you had, you, you just had your hand on the kitchen door praying. She couldn't budge. She couldn't get out. She was stuck in the kitchen while you were praying. And many a time she ran to the altar. Nobody answered her to come to the altar. She just run down to the altar and worship and praise God. Forget about people. You just worship and praise your God, whether people want to think this or think that, because you're the one that's getting the blessing. You're the one that God is providing for. Don't you worry about what people think about you. Just go ahead and worship your God. Go ahead and praise your God, because when he gives you the miracle, you will do like she just did this morning and say, God, I know I thank you in my closet, in my prayer, in my home while I walk through it. I know I thank you, but I want to thank you in front of the brethren. I want my brothers and sisters in Christ to know how good you have been. Let's give the Lord some praise in this house. Hallelujah. Thank you for sharing with us, Sister Cummins. Thank you so much for sharing. We appreciate it. Amen. I hope I can keep up with the Lord because, man, God is taking us on a journey. I'm like, Lord, can I keep up with you? Mm. Let's stand. What y'all doing to my grandson? Watch out now. That's my boy. What are they doing to you, Liam? All right. Tell them don't mess with my grandson. That's my boy right there. It's the first grand that came about that made me say I'm okay with being called a grand. Whatever he want to call me, he can call me. His sister couldn't call me grand. She had to call me pop-pop, something else, but no grand. This one have the privilege of saying anything he wants. My boy. Hallelujah. We had a great, great um, Thursday night service missionary. Let me tell you. Can I tell you this, church? You all are just top-notch people. This is a great church. Every person that, not every person maybe, but most of the people that come through here that minister in this church, they always pull me to the side and say, what an awesome church. And, you know, these are people that travel the world, not just the United States. They travel the world. And they come here, and they're just so grateful to be here. There's something that we have done in this little place, in this fire station, that when people come here that are true uh, Christian, they come in and they say, what is happening in this place? They know that there is something happening here. And they always want to pull me to the side and say, man, 
that is a great church. And I just want you to, I want to tell you that you are a great church. You're a fantastic church. And no wonder why the Lord is entrusting you pretty soon with 17,000 square foot of property so you can worship and praise him and reach the lost world all around you because you're a great church. And I thank God for allowing me to be a part of this church and to lead this church. Those of you that are virtual, that really want to be here in person, you're a great part of this church and we're grateful for you. All of you that are here, that are not here, you're a great church. I really appreciate you, all of you. You have been so wonderful. I always talk about our online congregation, how they have such a good time. If you happen to be online and see the interaction, it is phenomenal. It is, it is amazing how they get on in the morning. Good morning, church. Good morning, this one. And, you know, they're putting their thoughts um, in writing about what they think about what's going on. And I love all of you and those of you that I can't see every week, but I know you're with us. I appreciate you so very much. God has been good to us. God has called us to be a church that is just going to make a difference because we're going to be a 21st century apostolic church. We're going to be apostolic in lifestyle. We're going to be apostolic in doctrine. We're going to be apostolic in every way that we can. We are okay with being talked about about us being holy. We're okay in being talked about in what we are and what we are not because I believe we're dead smack in the will of God and I believe that what we're doing is pleasing God. The fire that is burning in this place is because God is pleased. So let's just keep doing what we're doing and not worry about a thing. Listen, I pray that all of you want to be a part, but if you decide that this is not for you, Oh, it's going to break my heart. And I don't want to see anyone say they don't think this is because I know this is what God is thinking when he's decided I was going to establish a church in Hamilton. I know this is what he was thinking and he's still working and he's still working. We're not where we need to be. He's still working. But stick with us because this you don't want to miss out where five years down the line you said, yeah, I used to go when they were in that little firehouse. And man, look what the Lord is doing with them. Just stick with us. As a matter of fact, I said the other day, I said someone come in the door might look and I understand that if 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 you're not really kind of in tune with what God is doing right now, you can walk through these doors and say, I don't know about that place. It's a little small. I mean, you know, I can't get this done. I can't do that. But let me tell you, God has given us a vision. And while you might not be able to see it this morning, we've already seen the vision. Just give us a little bit. And when you give us a little bit and God does what he's going to do, then you will see what we saw years ago. And then you'll be like, okay, okay. I knew it was the reason why God sent me to that place. <laughs> I knew it was the reason why God sent me there. And so just stick with us. Give us a couple years, couple more. Invest a couple more years in being with us as we keep loving you because you know we're going to love you. You know this church is going to love you. You won't be able to say, man, there were some mean people in there. You know majority of us loving you. Amen. Woo. Well, I hope I can preach the word this morning. <laughs> we had a great service at 9 a.m. <laughs> My goodness, what God is doing. I'm like, Lord, we're holding on. Can we keep up with you, Lord? Amen. At 3.30, I got to be in Jersey City. Amen. Got a word for Jersey City. Got a word for Jersey City. I said, all right, Lord, we got a word for Jersey City. First Kings chapter 18. Amen. I don't know how this is going to sound at, at this service because, you know, the Lord have a way of ministering to us. 
And so what you hear at one service, it could be the same text and everything, and it don't come out the same way. <laughs> That's God. That's how God does, right? <laughs> First Kings chapter 18, we're going to read verse 20 through 29, and then verse 36 through 39, and you can't leave today and say you didn't read the Bible. You're going to read the Bible today. Amen. A lot of scriptures here. Amen. Hallelujah. Our prayer conference was just outstanding. We appreciate Sister White and all of her team and um, the host church. Man, they did a wonderful job up in Plainfield, New Jersey. We had a wonderful time. Our speaker, Brother Garrick, he, he was just outstanding. Um, I, I love that young man. We got to stop calling him young man because he's a grown man now. But, you know, we've known him for so long. You've been young and now you're grown up, you know. So I told him the other day, I said, you're going to be the next superintendent of New York Metro. He is. I told him he's going to be the next superintendent of New York Metro, and that's just the way it is. Amen. God is doing some great things. But we had a wonderful prayer conference, and I thank God for him. Yesterday morning, uh, I said, um, as he was ministering in my mind, I said, man, he's all up in my message, all up in like I invited him to look into my notes or something. But the bottom line is God has us on track, and this is the word that God has for us. And just, you know, we just got to receive it. And let God have his way. So um, I thank God for that conference. First uh, Kings chapter 18, verse 20. The word of the Lord says, So Ahab sent unto all the children of Israel and gathered the prophets together unto Mount Carmel. And Elijah came unto all the people and said, How long halt ye between two opinions? If the Lord be God, follow him. But if Baal, then follow him. And the people answered him, not a word. Then said Elijah unto the people, I, even I only, remain a prophet of the Lord, but Baal's prophet are 450 men. Can you imagine being surrounded? Some of us sometimes, we're in families where nobody's living for God and we're the only one that's living for God and that becomes challenging. We, we, we go to school in a place where we're you know, believers in Jesus Christ, but nobody else seems to be believers in Jesus Christ. We go to a job where people are really not believers, but we are true believers. And that could be a challenge. Well, when you get challenged like that, remember Elijah, that he was among at least 450 false prophets, people that don't believe in his God, and he still was standing there square he was just he squared up his shoulders and he was standing firmly and guess what was getting ready to show them who he believed in verse 23 let them therefore give us two bullocks and let them choose one bullock for themselves and cut it in pieces and lay it on wood and put no fire under it somebody say no fire and i will dress the other bullock and lay it on wood and put no fire under it somebody say no fire again and call ye on the name of your God, small g, and I will call on the name of the Lord, capital, and the God that answereth by fire, let him be God. And all the people answered and said, it is well spoken. And Elijah said unto the prophets of Baal, choose you one bullock for yourselves and dress it first, for ye are many, and call on the name of your gods, but put no fire, somebody say no fire, under. And they took the bullock which was given them, and they dressed it, and called on the name of Baal from morning even until noon, saying, Oh, Baal, hear us. 
but there was no voice nor any that answered and they leaped upon the altar which was made and it came to pass at noon that elijah mocked them and said cry aloud for he is god either he is talking or he is pursuing or he is a journey or peradventure he sleepeth and must be awake awakened or awake and they cried aloud and cut themselves after their manner with knives and lancet till the blood gushed out upon them and it came to pass when midday was past and they prophesied until the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice that there was neither voice nor any to answer nor any that regarded so these false prophets went to pray to their false god asking their false god to answer them and their false god couldn't answer them their false god couldn't budge to the point where elijah the prophet of god started mocking them and say what's going on your god can't answer what is he doing is he taking a is he taking a walk is he sleeping what is he doing i don't know what is he doing he's not answering and so he was mocking them jump down to verse 36 where elijah now go to his god set up his sacrifice and it came to pass at the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice that Elijah the prophet came near and said, Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and of Israel, let it be known this day that thou art God in Israel, and that I am thy servant, and that I have done all these things at thy word. Hear me, O Lord, hear me, that this people may know that thou art the Lord God, and that thou hast turned their heart back again. Then the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burnt sacrifice and the wood and the stones and the dust and licked up the water that was in the trench. And when all the people saw it, they fell on their faces and they said, the Lord, he is God. The Lord, he is God. The Lord, he is in the name of Jesus, Lord, we know that you, the Lord, you are God. We know that you, oh Lord, are God. And we know your name, for your name is Jesus. You are the God who manifests himself in flesh, became the man, Christ Jesus, and walked the earth and healed and delivered and restored. And then you lay down your life that, Lord, your blood could be shed for sin, that we could be saved. You are the only wise God. The Lord, you are God, and your name is Jesus, and we bless your name. We praise you, and we thank you this morning, for there is none like you. Have your way in this service. Somebody's circumstance will turn around today, because the Lord, he is God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
hear me today. Somebody, if you need prayer in here today, don't leave until you let me touch you and pray. There is something that God is going to do in your life. You come to this altar today and you let me touch you and pray the prayers of faith. God is going to do something in your spirit. God is going to do something in your heart. God is going to do something in your life because God has called you here to work in you and to speak to you this morning. In Jesus' name, clap your hands unto the Lord. You may be seated. Mount Carmel was located near the border of Israel and Phoenicia. So it was a good place for the Phoenicians, God, Baal, to meet Jehovah, the Lord of Israel. Not, they, not that they weren't already aware of the Almighty God, but this meeting would be as a witness for all who were in attendance so they can see. Representatives were present, was, was present from all ten tribes of the northern kingdom of Israel. And it was this group that Elijah addressed as the meeting began. This meeting that Elijah had had two purposes. This meeting was twofold. The first was to expose the false god Baal. And the second was to bring the compromising people back to the Lord. Today we need to search our life and our heart and say, am I believing in a false god? Sometimes we don't think that we believe in a false god. But if you don't know the true and living God, then whatever god you have is a figment of your imagination. If it's not Jesus, who is almighty God, then you are thinking of a false god. Because of the evil influence of Ahab and Jezebel, the people were limping between two opinions and trying to serve both the Almighty God and Baal. Church, we must admit today that many are trying to do their own thing and trying to do what God commands that we need to do. And so sometimes when we think of false gods, here is something that may be heavy for you. Sometimes we think of false gods, we think of statues, we think of uh, whatever we can think of that, that we may deem as false god. But sometimes you can make yourself a god and, you, and because you're not god, you're false. You're not god. So if you make yourself a god to yourself, false god. And so many of us have lived our life kind of you know, doing our thing, we want to do our thing, but we want to do what God wants. I read in my Bible that it says that we can't please God and man at the same time. It's not possible to serve God and to serve man. You're going to serve the one or hate the other, but you can't do both. And anytime you think that you're doing both and you're doing it really well, you are deceived in thinking that you're serving God. And you're serving man. One thing I've learned about the Lord, and that is he wants us to serve him or follow him or live for him with all our heart, 
with all of our mind, with all of our strength. He doesn't want us to give him just some of us. He just doesn't want us to give him a portion of us, but he wants all. Our God says, serve me with all, not with some, but with all. And so I know you mean well sometimes. I know deep down you understand you need to please God. But until you have given him all, you're not giving him what he has required. Elijah called for the people to make a definitive decision as to which God they will serve. But they were speechless. They were quiet. I'll help you understand that. There are many of us that have heard about the true and living God. And we won't serve him because we're waiting for him to do something. We won't completely surrender to him because we're waiting for him to do something. But don't you worry. You have good company over here. There were some people here that should have believed in God, the almighty one, that did not. And when Elijah asked them to make a definitive decision, they were speechless because they're trying to see what they can get out of the deal. Because, you know, in our our minds, until we can see something tangible that we can get out of the deal, we won't budge until whoever gives us something tangible. This is why, oh, God, help me today. This is why the devil has a lot of people under his thumb, because the devil knows how to get this material world into your hand. The devil knows how to get you something tangible and materialistic and something uh, that you lust after. He knows how to get that to you. And so guess what we do? We like to just cling to whatever way we can get what we want and we don't want to serve God because we're waiting for God to put something materialistic something that our heart desire we're waiting for God to say here and God is saying that's not how my kingdom work help me Holy Ghost God said I love you all before you ever did anything good I loved you all before you even started living for me. I loved you all before you got baptized in my name. I loved you all before you even knew who I was. I loved you, and I loved you then. And so why are you waiting for me to do something to say you're going to follow me, to say you're going to serve me when I loved you when you weren't doing anything? Woo! So for all of us that are waiting to follow God, we're waiting. God, I know you're real. That preacher can't be up there being all, you know, where he is without you being real. Them people, how they sing and worship, you've got to be real for them to do that. But God, can you give me a little something first? Can you shoot me something first before I can really follow like they following? And the message that I have for you on that one is I loved you. Before you even did anything good. As a matter of fact, there ain't nothing good about you. And I still loved you. As a matter of fact, you are worthless unless I am working in your life. And I loved you. So don't you look for me to put something in your hands today. Don't you look for me to just say here and give you something tangible for you to say, oh, now I will follow you. Because the way 
you start out something is the way you're going to continue in something. Ooh, you missed that. If the way God is going to get you to follow him is to give you a blessing, is to give you some material thing, is to give you something to make you say, oh, I know God is real. Oh, I know God is good. If that's the way God is going to get you into the kingdom, then guess what? Every day you wake up, God's going to have to give you something for you to keep living for him. He's not about that. He's not about that life. He's not about that life to every day think that when you wake up, he got to give you something because that's the only way you're going to follow him. He's not about that life because he loved you already. It's like telling your parents, you got to buy me something every day. They love you. They don't have to buy you something every day. They love you. They don't need to always give you something to prove they love. They love you. Stop holding God to that standard of, oh, God, until you give me something. I, you know, come on, God, give me, give me something. The blessings of God are byproducts. It's your relationship with God that is most important, not what God can do for you, not what God put in your hand, not what God does. Oh, it's the blessings of God. They're trinkets. They're just a byproduct. You heard that testimony this morning. Remember the part of the testimony that I'm sharing with you. This woman of God was the most faithful in her life serving God the past two and a half years. That's what the story is. Don't you miss that part. Don't you go around and say, well, God, you gave her this nice house. What about me? She wasn't following God for the nice house. She started following God years ago, not for a nice house. It's just now in 2022, she got this nice house, but it wasn't because she started out following God for a nice house. Whenever we are caught between or straddling between two things or two decisions, we become weak. Somebody say weak. That predicament makes us weak when we are caught between or straddling between two or, or, or two things or two decisions. It makes us weak. Without standing for our true convictions, for what we believe, we will fall for things that we don't even believe. Stand up for what you believe. Live your life according to what you believe. Those who don't believe what you believe, they're doing just that. You think the people that like to go party and smoke weed? And drink a whole lot and do their own thing. You think those people are going to be hiding from you when you come in, when they drinking and they smoking and they going? They're not hiding from you. Feeling mm-hmm. the Holy Ghost that we just we we need to get we, we we need to get bold and courageous, Gabby, because because the people that are drinking, the people that are smoking, the people that are whoremongering, the people that that are partying, the, the the people that are doing all these things that they like to do. When we come in, they're not hiding. So why are you rolling up on them and and not acting like you're a child of God? Why rolling up on them and and act like oh you know? I don't want to say anything to make them uncomfortable. You better roll upon them and act like a Christian. You better roll upon them and, and be who you are because they're not hiding what they're doing. They don't care what you think about what they're doing because they're still doing it, ain't they? Got to use some bad English on that, ain't they? 
Those who don't believe like you believe, they're doing what they want. So you need to stand up for your convictions. Stand up for what you believe in. Listen to me. If you believe water baptism in the name of Jesus Christ is the only true baptism, then stand up for that. If you believe the evidence of receiving the infilling of the Holy Ghost is by speaking with tongues, then stand up for that. If you believe there's only one God and his name is Jesus Christ, then stand up for that. If you believe in holiness on the inside and on the outside, then stand up for that. If you believe there must be a distinction between the church and the world. Stand up for that. Stand up for it. Stand up for it. Don't sit down. Stand up for what you believe in. You know, there's a scripture in the word of God that says, if you deny me, I'll deny you. If you deny me, I will deny you. And sometimes we don't realize we're denying the Lord. Because we're not, we're, not, we're, not, we're not declaring who we are. We're not declaring who God is to others. And so when we're not doing that, in some semblance, we're denying the Lord. But he says, if you don't deny me, I won't deny you. Mm-hmm. Stand up for your convictions. Live them out. Be caught between, to be caught in two, between two opinions causes you to compromise. When you get caught between two opinions, you will compromise. Oh, the Holy Ghost is talking to me. You're stuck because you're caught between two decisions. And it's causing you to compromise. It's causing you to try to figure it out. And guess what? You can never figure it out while you're caught in between two opinions or two decisions. You cannot figure it out. There is no figuring it out because you will always compromise because you're stuck in between. And remember what I told you. You can't serve two things and be faithful to them. It's like being lukewarm when you're caught between two opinions. The Bible talks about being lukewarm. When we're lukewarm, we're stuck between two temperatures, hot and cold. You ever notice when you turn on the water and it's cold and you touch it, you go, whoo! It, it has some, you know, effect on you. And if you turn on the hot water and it's hot, man, it'll burn your flesh off, your, 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 your skin off the bone. Oh, my goodness, that water is hot. Hot water and cold water, it has a shocking effect. But lukewarm, it's like, whatever, whatever. And so when we are lukewarm, it means we're caught between two opinions. When we're lukewarm, it means we're compromising because what it's saying is, uh, I'll try to appease the cold side or uh, I'll try to appease the warm side. But guess what? You have no identity because you're trying to appease, appease this one over here and you're trying to appease. You don't have no identity when you're stuck in between a decision, when you're stuck in between two things. Huh. 
The Lord Jesus says, when you are lukewarm, he will spew you out of his mouth. Stand up for your convictions, whether it's hot or cold. That's interesting. Hot or cold, preacher, you need me to stand up? Yeah, because when you can be man enough or woman enough to say, this is who I am, whether hot or cold. When you're hot, God will use you. When you're cold, he can help you. And that's why he says, stand up for who you are. Be who you are, hot or cold. But when you become lukewarm, you have no identity. I didn't even put my, um, tell you what my, my topic was today, so audiovisual never put it up. I'll tell you when to put it up, audiovisual. Don't worry. Keep them in suspense. I'll tell you when. You remember this morning when I said I'm ready to preach to you? <laughs> well, that, that's, that's when we'll put the topic up. There you go, audiovisual. Appreciate that. By noon, Elijah was taunting the prophets of Baal because nothing had happened as they were calling on their God. The prophets of Baal were dancing frenetically around their altar, cutting themselves with swords and spears, but still nothing happened. Elijah suggested that perhaps Baal couldn't hear them because he was asleep or in deep thought or busy or doing some tasks or traveling. His words only made them become more fanatical, but nothing happened. <laughs> However, when Elijah called on his God, at 3 o'clock, the time of the evening sacrifice at the temple in Jerusalem, Elijah stepped forward and took charge. At the time of the evening sacrifice, he lifted up his voice in prayer to the God of the covenant, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Church, water baptism in Jesus' name is very important because that's how you enter the covenant of the Lord Jesus to be a Christian. I know some people want to think, oh, baptism is not that important. Go back in Genesis. Go back in Genesis and Read when God told Abraham who will receive the blessings, those that were circumcised. God has always made sure his people was set aside, distinct. God always made sure his people were a different kind of people. And the only way to be different from everybody else is to enter into a covenant with him. And the covenant says you will keep these requirements and God will do what he said he will do. That's the covenant. And many people are walking around today and because God is good, we think we don't need to be baptized. The Lord reigns on the just and the unjust alike. So don't you get it twisted by thinking because you have experienced some blessings and the goodness of God that, oh, baptism not that important. Are you kidding me? Baptism is the covenant. That's how you enter into the covenant. Back in the day, you, you had to be circumcised. Now you have to be baptized in order to enter into a covenant relationship with the Lord. So baptism is very essential. 
I use this example this morning to let the folks understand, to let you all understand what it means of God's goodness. And what I said this morning, Brother D, was this. When you and your brother had company over back in the day as kids, when you had company over and your parents fed you lunch, they didn't feed you and your brother lunch and your company had to you know, stay outside. They couldn't get anything. They fed you and your brother lunch and whoever your company were. So everybody got it because your parents are taking care of the other children that were with you. So guess what? They are showing kindness and goodness to the other kids that were with Daryl and his brother because that's just what we do as people. And so many of you have experienced that in the past, that if you have company over, your parents fed the company. Your parents, if they went on, when you went out and you bought toys or whatever for your kids, you bought some toys for the company's kids. That's what good, kind people do. So don't get it twisted when God show you goodness. Because the Bible says, if you being evil, give good gifts to your children, how much more shall your heavenly father... How much more does he love you if he watches over every sparrow? How much more? <laughs> Woo! But my point is, if God is so good and so much more better than man, oh, if man can see that I'm going to be good to everybody that is in my presence, what do you think God is doing to our world? And we getting it twisted and thinking that, oh, I have a relationship with God. Why? Because he, he good? Those kids didn't have no relationship with Brother Darrell's and, and his brother's parents. They just knew them. Hey, Timmy. That's all. No relationship. Some association. Hey, Timmy. And even every once in a while, they got to say, Darrell, I don't like you hanging around Timmy. And Timmy was over the house the other day and they gave Timmy some lunch. Because that's what good people do. But later when Timmy gone, I don't think we need to have Timmy over the house anymore. I'm just telling you how it goes. You know that's the truth. And I'm trying to get you to understand what God does. And we're getting it twisted and thinking that we don't have to get baptized in Jesus' name because God has been so good to me. No, God is a covenant-keeping God. And baptism is how you enter into his covenant. And entering into covenant gives you more than blessings. Uh, Entering into the covenant gives you more than trinkets. It gives you promises that are eternal. If you're not in the covenant, you have no eternal promise. covenant keeping God and if you been baptized and you're not keeping up with the covenant your your, your deal then you got to start keeping up with the covenant if not you will not get the eternal promises uh-huh his request Elijah's request was that God be glorified as the God of Israel the true and living God and make it known that Elijah was his servant But even more, by sending fire from heaven, the Lord would be telling his people that he was approved of the sacrifice Elijah offered up and that he had forgiven them and would turn their hearts back to the worship of the true and living God. That whole meeting. Guess what? When God 
send down fire to consume the sacrifice. That was God's way of saying, I approve of what you are offering up to me. That was God's way of saying, I favor what you're offering up to me. And so whatever you offered up to me, because I favor it, I'm going to consume it with fire. When the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burnt sacrifice and the wood and the stones and the dust and licked up the water that was in the trench, the prophets of Baal was stunned. And the people of Israel fell on their faces and acknowledged, the Lord, he is God. The Lord, he is God. Here is what I've come to preach to you today. Here is what I've come to preach to you today. What God favors, he set on fire. The sacrifice God approves of, he sets on fire. And I want to preach to you today, man on fire. Man on fire. But preacher, you just told me about all the sacrifices. We'll get to that in a second. Here are some examples of God setting on fire what he favors and what he approves of. In the, in, in, in the book of Genesis, Genesis chapter 4, verse 4, the Bible says, And Abel, he had also brought of the firstling of his flock and of the fat thereof, and the Lord had respect unto Abel and to his offering, which means he set down fire to consume Abel's offering. Whatever God approves of, he set it on fire. We jump down to the, the people's offering that they made unto God in Leviticus 9.23. The Bible says, And Moses and Aaron went into the tabernacle of the congregation and came out and blessed the people. And the glory of the Lord appeared unto all the people. And there came a fire out from before the Lord and consumed upon the altar the burnt offering and the fat, which when all the people saw, they shouted and fell on their faces. The Lord, he is God. David sacrificed at, at, at Orleans threshing floor in First Chronicles 21 and 26. The, the Bible says, and David built there an altar unto the Lord and offered burnt offerings and peace offerings and called upon the Lord. And he answered him from heaven by fire upon the altar of burnt offering. What God approves of, what God favors, he consume it with fire. Solomon's prayer of dedication at the temple, Second Chronicles 7 and 1. The Bible says, now when Solomon had made an end of praying, the fire came down from heaven and consumed the burnt offering and the sacrifices and the glory of the Lord filled the house because what God approves, what God favors, he will consume it with fire. You hear me today? What God approves of, what God favors, he set it on fire. You may be wondering, 
well, how do, I, how do I get God to set my stuff on fire? Because my life is a mess, and I'm not doing right. And so how in the world can, will, will God approve? The stuff that I'm doing, I know kind of not right. So how am I going to get God to approve something in my life? How can I get God to, to get something, you know, to, 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 I can experience the, the fire of the Lord in my life because, you know, I mean, I, I got to be honest. I'm not doing right. You're being honest now because you're in church. And so, you know, in your mind right now, you're talking to God and saying, man, God, I, I haven't been that good. And so you won't approve of nothing that I can say right now. You won't approve and favor anything that's going on with me. So how can we get that rectified, Lord? <laughs> Oh, help us today. The Lord, from all those scriptures that I've shown you, that we have looked at together, the Lord has proven to us that when he approves of the sacrifice we provide, he confirms his approval by consuming it with fire. And so for all of us here this morning that are not sure if God will approve of anything in our life, for all of us that are here this morning, afternoon that God may not approve of anything in my life I've got good news for you I've got good news for you Romans chapter 12 verse number 1 says I beseech you therefore brethren by the mercies of God that you present your bodies a living all of what we read Throughout the scripture about what God had consumed with fire, we know they were sacrifices. They were offerings that was offered unto him. And now here in Romans chapter 12, verse number 1, he makes it clear that we present our bodies, ourself, our person, a living sacrifice. How? Holy and acceptable unto God, which is our reasonable service. I'm here to tell you today, I've got good news for you. If you will present yourself today a living sacrifice, God will consume you with fire. If you will present yourself, I don't care if you're virtual, I don't care if you're here in person, but if you will present your body a living sacrifice, God will consume it with fire. But, but, but preacher, you know, I, I can't say how good I've been. I'm here to tell you, all you got to do is stand before the Lord today and say, Lord, I've sinned against you. Lord, I am a sinner. Lord, I am a wretch undone. Lord, I am not where I need to be. Lord, I am not right. Lord, I'm not following you like I'm supposed to. Lord, I'm not living the way I'm supposed to. But today, I humble myself and I repent of my sin. And I say, Lord, forgive me. Oh, God, I repent of my wrong. And I ask that you will purge me and cleanse me. For, Lord, I present myself to you a living sacrifice. So none of us have to worry about not being able for, to, to receive God's approval. There's nobody in here. There's no 
online that are viewing today that are part of this service uh, that, that can't get the, the, the approval of God, that, that can't get God to, 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 to show them favor because all he is asking uh, is that you present yourself a living sacrifice. Uh, all he's asking is that you surrender yourself to him today. All he's asking is that you give yourself to him uh, and you repent of your sins. Uh, that's all he's asking today. Because what he approves of, he consumes it with fire. What he favors, he consumes with fire. Remember, he already loved you before you even did anything good. Can you imagine doing something good? Think about that. If God loves us before we even did anything good, can you imagine we start doing something good? That's different now. Next level now. That's next level now when we start doing what God say we must do. He's going to love us whether we do good or we don't. But just think about when we start doing what we're supposed to do. That's next level stuff. He loves us so. And if you want his approval today, all you got to do is say, God, here I am. I present to you myself a living sacrifice. Hear me. What the Lord favors, he set on fire. That's how he approves of anything that we provide to him. He approves it with fire if he approves of it. Listen to me. In Matthew chapter 3, verse 11, the Bible says, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost. God took us all the way through the Old Testament and showed us how when he favored a sacrifice, how when he favored some, 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 what we offered up to him, he shows his approval by and consuming it by fire. But because God is always so good, better to us than we can ever imagine, what he does is he walked us through all of that and bring us into the New Testament and says, you thought it was just for the animals? You thought it was just for those things that you offered up as a sacrifice? No. I was heading toward you. I was coming your way. It, you were the one I always had in my view. <laughs> you were always the one I had in my purview. You were always the one that I was heading towards. You were the, always the one that I was coming after. And so even when you were offering up bloods, uh, offering up bulls and cows and all of this stuff for offering a sacrifice, I was okay with it. But all along, my mind was on you. All along, my focus was on you. And so now we are here today in New Testament church time, in, in the place where God is saying, if you now will offer yourself as a sacrifice, I will consume you. Just like I consume what you had placed up on the altar. Just like I consume what Elijah placed up on the altar. Just like I consume what Abel placed up on the altar. Just like I consume what Solomon placed up on the altar. Just like I consume what David placed upon the altar. Now I want to consume you with my fire because my fire oh is showing you how much I approve. My fire is demonstrating that I are I am in approval of what you have given to me. Church God always had you on his mind. 
God always was paying attention to you. God always had his focus on you. It was never about some of the things that you, you, you read about in the Old Testament. He, he was just taking you on a journey to get you to the place where he wants to get you to. And that's a place of intimate relationship with him. That's a place where you will be consumed with his fire. That's a place where you will live a life never to be like any, any, anything else but what God wants you to be. It was always you. It was always you that he was focused on. He was never really concerned about all the other ritualistic things that he had them do in the Old Testament. Yes, they needed to. And he led them through all of those places uh, because he wanted to get them to serve him, to know him, to live for him. But when we're talking about today, it was always about where we are today, that God will consume us. You, you, you ready for some more? Acts chapter 2, verse 1. The word of God says, And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire. Fire. So God knew he had the day of Pentecost already established when nobody knew. The day of Pentecost was already established. From the day Abel offered a sacrifice to God, way back in Genesis, he offered a sacrifice unto God way back then. And God approved it by consuming with fire. God is saying, <laughs> I know, go ahead. That's what I asked for, so go ahead. But his eyes was on the day of Pentecost because it was always about you and me. It was always about his people. So his eyes was always on the day of Pentecost. And so when all of them, when Elijah, when Solomon, when David, when all of the people, when Samuel, all of them, oh God, when they, when they all offered them sacrifice, they needed to because God commanded it. But God was always up to something, and that something was you. I want to consume you with my fire because I, I, I want you to know I approve of you. I want you to know that, that I, I, I favor you. And so I always wanted my fire to consume you. On the day of Pentecost, the Lord consumed what he approved. And you want to hear something funny? Stand with me. You want to hear something funny? He said, he told him. Go and wait for the promise of the Lord. Go and wait. So you got to realize that it was his command. It was, it, was, it was what he commanded. So when you do what God commands, he approves. When you do what God commands, he approves. And so when he told them to wait in that upper room, and they started praying, and they were waiting, they were waiting, for the Holy Ghost to fall, for the fire to fall. They were waiting, praying. He approved by sending down the power of the Holy Ghost. As they were being obedient, assembled together, praying, calling on the name of the Lord in the upper room, the Lord consumed them by fire. And he's still consuming what he approves with fire today. Whenever you receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost, it's a sign of approval by the Lord Jesus. You have obtained the favor of the Lord Jesus. The Lord Jesus consumes what he approves and favor. 
in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 29, the word of God says, for our God is a consuming fire. So if you're going to have God, you're going to have fire. If you're going to have God, you're going to have fire. You can't have God and not have fire. You can't have God and not have fire. This is why sometimes it's hard. And sometimes we find ourselves straddling because we, we want God, but maybe we don't want the fire. But you can't have God and don't have the fire. You've got to have the fire if you have God. And so if you want God, you're going to have to say, God, I want everything that you have. I, I just can't have some of what you got. i got to have all of what you got. Woo, help us, Holy Ghost. The Bible says in Psalms 23 and 22 and 3, but thou art holy. Oh, thou that inhabitest the praises of Israel. When you praise him, fire consumes you. When you worship him, fire consumes you. Our Lord, the consuming fire is amazing. He is wonderful. Let me tell you this one last thing before I close up here. Our Lord, the consuming fire can be a comfort to us. By providing heat to keep us warm or light so we can see. The consuming fire can keep you warm. The consuming fire will give you light so you can see. But here is another thing. He can also be a purifier or a refiner. By burning up all that is unclean in our heart and life. And refine us and make us pure. That's what fire can do. Our Lord is a consuming fire, and he consumes what he approves. So don't you worry when you feel like, man, the fire is just burning up everything that I like. Maybe you don't need those things, and the, 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 the refiner is refining you. The refiner is purifying you because fire will purify. Fire will refine. And so when God is in your life, he's going to burn away and burn up some things that don't belong. Don't you stop him from doing what he's doing. Just let him burn up what needs to be burned up. Let him refine what needs to be refined because the consuming fire has to be who he is. But also, you must notice about the consuming fire. He can destroy what is not pleasing unto him. The Bible talks about this world one day is going to be destroyed by fire. The consuming fire. The Lord our God. How does he do it? I don't know. But he just dropped something in my spirit. Oh, stop it, Jesus. Stop it. Stop it. I was just going to ask you, how will he do that? How can he refine and purify? How can he comfort by giving us heat and all this stuff and then destroy it at the same time? And you know what he gave me? He said, go back to the picture and look of when I met Moses at the burning bush. I'm done, Jesus. I'm done, Jesus. He said, watch me how I operated at the burning bush, how I consumed that bush with fire, and it wasn't being burned up. So you see, 
I can do what I need to do as fire because I'm God all by myself and there is none like me. I can consume you and burn you up and destroy you, but I can consume you and never burn you up. Just purify and refine. Oh, my God. What kind of God? Church, we need to serve God. We need to bow down to God. We need to give ourselves to God. We need to serve God because he can just consume us and we will never be destroyed. And then he can destroy whenever he decides to destroy destroy there is no fire that we can light that can do that when we set fire to anything today it destroys when we set fire to anything today it destroys but when god consume us with his fire we'll be consumed and we won't be burned up we'll be consumed and we won't be destroyed we'll be consumed and we will be refined we will be consumed and we will be comforted because that's the kind of god that we serve oh church what a god that we serve what a god that we serve he is so amazing he is so amazing he is so amazing god is so amazing that he can do the things that he can do and there is no searching out all his understanding because all by himself i tell you today you need to trust god like you've never trusted him you need to surrender to god present your body a living sacrifice to him give yourself to him and say God, I have sinned. I have sinned. I have gone in my own way. I have done my own thing. I've straddled the fence. I've caught in between two opinions and two decisions. But today, I surrender my life. Today, I repent of my sins. Today, I want you to consume me. Will you show me your favor today and consume me, oh Lord? Will you show me your favor today and consume me, ah, my Lord? Oh, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. If you want God to touch you today, I want you to come forward. I am going to pray for you today. If you want God to touch you, my hands might touch you, but I believe the fire, the fire of the Holy Ghost will touch you today, and you will never be the same again. I believe the fire of God in the name of from the crown of her head Lord to the sole of her feet let the fire fall and flow in the name of Jesus Christ Lord let the fire let the fire Lord God consume him right now in the name of Jesus Christ let the fire consume is he right now in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus from the crown of his head to the sole of his feet fire fall fire consume Fire, 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 fire. I pray in the name of Jesus, Lord, for Brother Dow right now, that the fire of the Holy Ghost, Lord God, will, oh God, consume him. He, ha, ha. Church, hear me, the fire of the Holy Ghost is consuming you. Just receive him. Let him do what he wants. He will not destroy you. He will not destroy you. He will only refine you. He will only purify you. He will only approve you. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. Let the fire fall. Fire fall. Fire fall. Fire fall from the 
crown of her head to the sole of her feet. Consume her today, Lord God. Consume her today, Lord God. Burn up, Lord God, all that doesn't belong. Burn up, Almighty God, all that is a hindrance, Lord God. Today, Lord Jesus, let the fire fall, God, let the fire fall. Let the fire, let the fire, let the fire, let the fire, oh God, fall. In the name of Jesus, we cut out of the Oh God, let your fire burn within her. Let your fire burn within her. Let your fire burn on the inside and the outside. Consume the sacrifice, Lord. Will you consume the sacrifice today, Almighty God? In the name of Jesus, will you consume the sacrifice from the crown of her head to the sole of her feet?
experience of a wonderful atmosphere. The Holy Ghost is in this place. The presence of the Lord is with us right now. Hallelujah. We're going to close out this service. 
we're going to leave with an experience that we're taking with us. And that when we go into our workplace or wherever we go throughout this week, the presence will abide with us. And throughout this week, we'll be victorious. And we believe that God is going to do and he's going to confirm some things. I believe promises are going to be confirmed this week. And we believe that God is going to complete it. Could we just stand before the presence of the Lord and let's leave assured that our faith is stronger, that we are on fire, that we are not going to be quenched by any such thing, but the presence of God will permeate us, continue to build upon logs and, and build upon, oh God, wood, and if we continue to add wood, wood will continue to keep this fire, fire consumed, fire, keep it going. Let's continue to add wood this week. Add wood to our prayer. Add wood to our thanksgiving. Father, in the name of Jesus, we give you thanks for this time. We thank you for, Lord God, coming in and doing what you said in your word. And so, God, as we leave from this place, but not from your presence, we pray that you abide with us. I pray, Lord God, your angels encamp around those who are driving, even when our pastor goes to minister in Jersey City, Lord God. That same anointing that you have on him right now, I pray that it will reach him even before he gets to Jersey City. And I pray, God, an explosion happen in that, oh God, service. And it's the explosion continue to be revived in us. Father, we thank you. So we lift our hands, holy hands, without wrath or doubting. And we believe what you have said. And we're going to stand upon your promises. We thank you again. We bless your name. We lift our hands in your awesome presence. And not only we lift our hands, we're going to clap our hands. Let's clap our hands as we leave this service. Let's clap our hands saying that, God, you've been good. Now, after clapping our hands, let's open our mouths. I know we have the mask, but open your mouth and shout a praise. Shout a praise. Shout of praise. We thank you. God bless you. Thank you for coming. Thank you for watching. Thank you for joining. We are on the move. For God is about to do an explosion. And you're a part of this revival. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. God bless you. Continue praise. Lord, make me a house. Make me a house of prayer. Lord, make me a house, make me a house of prayer, a house of prayer. May the fire of my, may the fire of my altar never burn out. May the fire of my altar never burn out. May the fire of my altar never burn out. Make me a house of prayer. May the fire of my altar never burn out. The fire of my altar never burn out. May the fire of my altar never burn out. Make me a house of pressing, Lord, Lord. Make me a house. Make me a house of prayer. I want to seek your face. Seek your face, Lord. Make me a house. Make me a house of prayer, a house of prayer. May the fire, may the fire of my altar never burn out. The fire of my altar never burn out. May the fire of my altar never burn out. 
Make me a house of prayer. May the fire, may the fire on my altar never burn out. The fire on my altar never burn out. May the fire on my altar never burn out. Make me a house of prayer. Lord, Lord, make me a house. Make me a house of prayer. Lord, make me a house. Make me a house of prayer. A house of prayer. A house of prayer. May the fire, may the fire of my altar never burn out. The fire of my altar never burn out. May the fire of my altar never burn out. Make me a house of prayer. May the fire of my altar never burn out. The fire of my altar never burn out. May the fire of my altar never burn out. Make me a house of prayer. Make me a house of prayer. 